0: Hey, welcome to Positive Identity. This is your host, Julie Baker. Take a journey with me to find your unidentified missing pieces, your unique and colorful fingerprint in the world. Discover your true self and positively identify why it is you felt shortchanged in life. Let's investigate how you can overcome your personal obstacles to break through the ceilings that prevent your success in your personal life and in your business. It's as simple as setting goals and being accountable. You're not alone. We're all on a journey. So open your mind and let's get started. Today, I want to kind of go a little bit off topic because I have a guest, uh, Robin Shaw, who we call Eureka, (laughs) (laughs) and she is also with Keller Williams Real Estate. And she is a friend of mine who is one of my accountability partners with Keller Williams. And um, so we talk every morning and now we're going through a situation uh, in our world that affects her greatly and has impacted me as well as a white woman. And uh, if you haven't gathered, Robin is a, Robin Shaw is a black woman, (laughs) (laughs) which is why it's going to impact her more. So I wanted to talk to her about that and What she's like, kind of investigate her past a little bit and brought her to the place of this beautiful, uh, successful, well-spoken black woman. How did she get there? How did she rise above and rise up um, in in her life? And how did she make those choices to um, better herself in the world today? Okay. So I just let, let's just go ahead and just start. Okay. Okay. So. Robin, if you wouldn't mind, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where were you born? That kind
1: of stuff. Where, you know, where were you? Where are you from? Well, I was born on what is nicknamed the President's Airport, Andrews Air Force Base. My mother and my father are both. um, My father's retired from the Air Force. And my mom um, got out of the Air Force um, as she started having children, starting with me. And um, I grew up all over the world. Izmir, Turkey, the Philippines, Greece, Germany, all over the states. So I have a very broad sense in education just based on that alone. Mm. In between our travels, my mom's family lives in New York. And in particularly my grandmother, we used to call her Big Mama. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, beautiful memories of my big mama. Mm-hmm. And um, so in between travels, we would go stay with her in in the hood in the projects. Okay. And so I also had a very um, good depth of living in diverse cultures around diverse cultural groups and having those experiences, I think gives me a real understanding of always having that quick inability to um, See the other side, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, yeah. And I grew up in Catholic schools. We've always lived on the military bases, base housing, and off base. Um, my ex husband was an officer in the Navy, and I'm currently dating a uh, retired Marine, and he is also a retired Deputy Police of Detroit. And so I have- be
0: doing some more traveling. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, growing up as a little girl, um, I'm 57 and I'm I'm kind of in awe uh, at how the young girls, black girls, and, um, you know, have so many more role models growing up today um, in society than I had. I Mm -hmm. mean, for Christ's sakes, when I was growing up, if there was a black doll on the shelf, it oh, was, yeah. they were ugly rare. as hell. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> and so rare. You just didn't see exactly. it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You didn't see it. Yeah. So back when I was growing up, um, society had already ingrained in me um by movies, television, fashion magazines, the type of dolls that I played with and uh didn't play with. Um basically I was kind of programmed to believe that I was ugly and had nothing. And I remember my sisters and I would put towels across our heads and pretend that they were long blonde wigs. And we would act like we were Becky, Samantha, and Jessica from the, you know, from the valley, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, so I grew up um, with a fractured identity of myself, which is why I said that. And um, I don't, many years of uh, struggling to know who I was. I think we all go through that at some point. I think that just comes with youth, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really didn't come into a oneness and an appreciation of who I was as a beautiful Black woman. Yeah, And I tell you, even in spite of what's going on in this world today, I love being Black. Awesome. If I could be reborn again and be anything I wanted to be, I would still want to be reborn a Black woman. Yeah. And so here I am. You know, um, I have a lot of experiences and traumas that have shaped who I am today. Can you share some of that? With us? Uh, You don't have to get too deep, but just kind of little. Let me just, I'll start with the first fracture. And when I refer to fractures, think about a ding on a car windshield. I'm just going to start with this picture. Mm -hmm. That little ding on a car windshield where it just starts out as little tiny, even microscopic cracks. Mm -hmm. And then even when you hit a little bump, those cracks spiderweb. Until the window breaks. Right. Okay. So my first fracture was when my mother and father got divorced. Yeah. How uh, old were you? Oh, I, I, I want to say that I had to be like elementary school age, maybe what they call middle school now. And um, it was a very ugly scene. And it's one that's still burned in my imagination today. Um, my father was grabbing his clothes by the arm loads. And I, mm. we were all crying, like, what's going on here? Me and my sisters. I grabbed my dad by the leg and he's got his arms full of clothes. And, you know, I'm being dragged holding on to his leg. And, um, you know... And he shook me off his leg like I was a roach. And at that point, my father was out of my life for many, many years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was raised by a very strong woman. Awesome. Strong black woman. And um, I was my mom's rebel child. Oh, yeah. I was the <laughs> kid that kept her on her knees praying almost every night. <laughs> yeah. Um I was the one that had to explore, come home late. And I think I was what they call acting out. And um, so.
0: Do you believe that your actions were due to your father leaving? Or do you believe that there was something else underlying? Or did you not know at the time? I did
1: not know at the time. I do need to say this. Having had been my mother's rebel child. Mm -hmm. um, I. I have a better relationship with her now in her passing than I tried to put the effort into having when she was alive. Mm -hmm. And I just need to say that that's an awful regret to have to live with for anybody. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so tell me if there's, uh, uh, what
0: do you think brought you to this place today? What, what, what are the actions that happened in your life? That made you say, no, I'm not going to let that defeat me.
1: Well, I think also being the mother of five daughters that, um, you know, raising my children and just trying to just like any mom, trying to give them the best life that they could have. Um, You know, I worked multiple jobs. I went to school. And, you know, I'm a licensed dental hygienist. I worked 40 hours, you know, while I raised my kids. And then my youngest, she even came with me to school because they had a daycare on campus. And so it was it was hard. And it's hard on, you know, when you're a single parent just trying to raise children, you you really get out there and, you know, you you do what you have to do. I've worked mm-hmm. multiple jobs all my life. And I just, you know, I then became a nurse, you know, because every household needs two good incomes, you know, so I became a nurse and, and, you know, most recently I want to get out of healthcare because of COVID. Right. And, um, this was even actually not even because of COVID this, this decision was way pre-COVID Right. and, um, my body is just can't handle healthcare anymore. Yeah. So I, I needed to plan a strategized exit. And I did that through real estate nice. and doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I can say as one of your um, admirers, <laughs> yeah, I admire you too, Julie. Julie. <laughs> Uh, I am so impressed with um, how you respond to what's going on in the world today. And just, I, I, I know we, we talked already and we've, we've kind of deciphered a lot of, of how we each feel about this situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I have learned a lot. I actually would like to do a little shout out to my girl, Ebony, who kind of made me dig into myself and, and look a lot deeper um, into what is going on and why it's going on and, and try to gain a better understanding, which is why we, we spoke this morning too. Um, I'm between Ebony and, and Eureka, I am so much more or less ignorant. (laughs) Um, and I appreciate my two beautiful black women coming to call me out. Too. We call, you know, call me out on my ignorance and, um, and, and help me to understand more where this comes from. Can you just touch a little bit about, uh, I just want other people to also understand it. Um, I, I feel like, you know, people are like, it's never going to change. I've changed. Mm-hmm. I know me personally, I've changed in the last two days because of this. And so I just want you to kind of speak to that because, um, I think you can make an impact on lives
1: today. Thank you. Absolutely. So I, I just want to say this is the time for us to not just engage in conversation, but right. we need to follow these conversations with some serious actions, Yes. you know, um, I just want to kind of say, like we were talking about earlier, that um, when having conversation with someone who is an American Black, um, please just first go in knowing that, like, it's not the time now to say that I have Black friends and I love them. Right. That's not the conversation. Right. I'm just saying when having this conversation, it's important to know that this is not the time to say, oh, I identify, this happened to me, that happened to me, that happened to me. If this, if our, if we all lived on the same street and there was a fire in one house the fire truck is not going to come down the road watering and hosing every house. It focuses on the house that is burning. Mm-hmm. And right now, it is my house. That's right. Black communities that are burning. Mm-hmm. So engage and go into conversation with an American black with that hat in mind. Absolutely. What
0: would you say? Is um, something that we as a as a me or mm-hmm. or we as a white person, mm-hmm. a white American, mm-hmm. what can we do without offending? Um, I've I've been told, you know, what are you going to save me? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I've had um, black kids actually. I worked with City Life in Schenectady, and props to Andy Ray and and Sherry who also work with. Uh, the kids in city life still. And um, it was, in, it was, in, if I was a guy, I'd say it was emasculating. I can't even think of it how I would say it for a woman because I just can't and never will be able to identify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. I will do my best to understand. Right. But I will never feel what you feel.
1: Right.
0: I will never experience what you experience to the degree that you experience mm-hmm. it ever. Mm-hmm. And so all I can do is try to damper my ignorance in the situation. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about um, what we can do as a white community and not be offensive and, 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 and like we're going to save the day or something? Like what can we
1: do? Well, that's a actually, this is a big plate. Um, it is a big plate. Right. Sorry, And <laughs> it, it, it is. I, you know, I just like to first focus um, because there are greater powers at B, and this is a system mm-hmm. that needs changing. Um, oppression and suppression has been in the black community since we were brought here. Yeah, 100%. And so, and even to this day in 2020, that ongoing systemic oppression um, has never stopped. We've never had a breather, you know, and um, we can march peacefully, Mm -hmm. nothing changes. Um, We can have athletes kneel in their... For the forum that they were giving, you know, Colin Kaepernick um, with the football games. Mm -hmm. He didn't utter a word. He took a knee at a football game for things like this that are happening now. And the nation pretty much erupted behind it. Mm -hmm. So part of the conversation does not need to be about, I'm all for peaceful marches. We've done that and nothing has changed. Rioting we've even done that nothing has changed right. i think we need to really take a serious focus on how can we strengthen communities because when communities are strong the people in those communities thrive when everyone is thriving we live in a better and create a better society and environment for all
0: okay how do you how do we get people to understand what thriving is and and that they too can thrive. How do well, you do
1: that? I had to take a look at what can I do yeah. different. I can focus on how the I'm voting and taking a ongoing look at, you know, the leaders in my community on a local level, uh state level and federal level first and educating, you know, the community about that young bl- black kids to Mm -hmm. say, Um, you know, and to remind them that they have the right to vote and to exercise that vote Mm. on, on this level, I'm going to keep it to like, uh, what can I do to be, make something different? Mm -hmm. We all can make something different. We had the riot, you know, in Albany yesterday. And um, I was amazed at how many people from all different walks of life for whatever reason came out to help clean up. Mm-hmm. This is how we need to move in society to address this problem of the black community's house burning down consistently. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um we need to start one by one. I I uh, started with helping to clean up and, you know, engaging in conversations with, you know, beautiful people like you who really want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I was speaking with a home inspector, shout out to Kevin Maxwell, Mm -hmm. and um, Matthew from uh, Bold Mold. We are planning on using our platform in real estate to do pop-ups in the community. I love that. Tell me a little bit more about the pop-ups. What does that look like? Well, we believe that a community that is invested in itself won't destroy itself. Mm. And I just uh, put that. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And so we're going to use the platform that we've been giving real estate. Um, when people own things, when pe- like property, when people are educated on the process of what that looks like, you know, beginning with credit repair, establishing credit, you know, a lot of people in, in the black communities don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and there are areas for them to do that and get those classes. You know, right there on Orange Street, I believe it's 355 Orange Street. They have classes ongoing and homebuyer programs. But the yes, community, unfortunately, is not attending those to the numbers that they should be. Mm-hmm. And in the time being, all those vacant properties are being brought up mm-hmm. from underneath them. Yeah. So our pop-ups are designed to help educate them on how to buy where you live, Mm -hmm. own where you live. Yeah. So we'll be doing, um, bringing boards, whatever. We're going to just roll up on the block where we see people hanging out and just start there. I agree. Planting a seed.
0: Yeah. Taking ownership of your community is, I think, really a, a great place to start, um, I don't know if they if it would be necessarily acceptable to them if I were to roll up and try to do that (laughs) as a white woman, as much as I would love to, because I I I've seen so much of the, you know, um, them not wanting a white person to come in and save them. You know what I mean? They're they're like, what do you think you need to come in and save me? I, you know, I do, one of my favorite movies of all time is Dangerous Minds. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No. Um, and where she's a white teacher in a black neighborhood, okay. mm-hmm. and uh, and that's basically that's one of the things they say to her in the movie. Granted, it's only a movie, but I've heard it myself working mm-hmm. in city life mm-hmm. um, in Schenectady, and uh, not that it de- defeated me, not that it pushed me away by any means. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know went to Hamilton Hill once a week. I'm not sure for how long. Mm-hmm. It, it was it 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 wore on me, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because it broke my heart. it It breaks. I'm an empath. And so to be in that situation all the time, it breaks me. Mm-hmm. And so I was not created to do such a thing. My girl, mm-hmm. Sherry, she's out there every week working mm-hmm. with the kids and 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 trying to give them hope in Jesus Christ and and trying to make a difference in a community but at the same time it's not always received
1: right and 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 i think one of the first thing is is to just leave religion out of it mm-hmm. okay people have their own belief systems yeah and um you know even from the far here to the far there belief systems are different i think what I mean I asked you earlier when was the last time that you took your belief system out of the way mm-hmm. and tried to have a heartfelt conversation with a young black boy in the hood or a young black girl in the hood and just tried to listen to them what wait okay. and and not and not um you know Just try to understand what their trauma is. Mm -hmm. What was their ongoing trauma? Because this isn't about just what happened yesterday. Right. Oh, no. This has been ongoing in our community since before I was even born. Right. So we need to have understanding. And I think the comments about what are you trying to save me means is because a lot of times people come in with their own format and their own belief system. And it's like asking you to conform to my view and my way of doing things Mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. even asking them like, Hey, how are you doing? Do you need anything? How can I help you? How can I support your family? And I think this is where that conversation kind of changes Mm -hmm. and where we lose people. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, I can say that, um, when I, when we worked for Youth for Christ, we never pushed our agenda on kids. Uh, Our, our belief was just to be there for them, Mm -hmm. um, and give them a place to go Mm -hmm. outside of, you know, creating Mm -hmm. havoc in the community, but giving them a place to go. I mean, we play basketball, we play cards, we play games, that kind of Uh thing. Um, so, and I just love talking to them. Mm -hmm. I love talking to them. They didn't really, weren't as open to sharing because of the plain and simple fact that they know I will never understand their community. Mm -hmm. I will never understand where they come from and what they deal with every day. And they would say those things to me. Like you, you don't get it. You, you will never understand. Mm -hmm. They're not wrong. Mm -hmm. They're not wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I had, uh, I I failed to come up with the right words to say to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To Mm -hmm. help them to understand that I'm not trying to come in and save the day. Mm -hmm. I, what I'm, I just want to be support Mm -hmm. to you in Mm -hmm. any way that I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, and do, did I, was I that for some of them? Yes, I was. We have beautiful relationships. I was talking about my girlfriend, M. Ebony. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see her every day? No, I don't. I don't, I don't get out to Schenectady often enough. I have one of my best friends is, is, uh, is ill and she's in Schenectady and I don't ever see her because she, you know, she's, she can't get out and I don't go, get to Schenectady. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hate myself for it. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, Ebony was one of the the youth. Um, She was actually my girlfriend, Becky's one of her best friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I always will love her. I don't know her as well as I would like, but I I can tell you that she called me to the carpet this week Mm -hmm. and I appreciate her for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, she's another beautiful black woman who chose to rise above Mm -hmm. and she's trying to help me to understand. I know she got somewhat attacked on my Facebook page and I, I'm sorry for that, Um, because really she knows me and she's just trying to uh,
1: make a dent in my ignorance, so to speak. Well, well, again, right here, right now, we're all all of us are traumatized with covid Mm -hmm. and um, we're still trying to figure that out. Right. And, you know, then we have this erupt on top of that. And um so, and we have a lot of people suffering here right now um you know I'm, I'm I just I'm gonna give you an example in a nutshell, okay, of how we can change things, mm-hmm. not just on my side of the fence, your side of the fence, yeah. but everybody, you know, you know, um one beat one sound, you know, mm-hmm. and um my my ex. And, and And I separated. but, um, I had my our little grandson at my house one one day, and he just popped by for a visit. So, you know, hey, come on in. you know, so he doesn't have the kind of relationship with our little grandson the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm gamma. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gamma, gamma baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, he just was sitting on the couch watching me and my, at the time, three-year-old grandson interact. And he just made the statement that, um, wow, he really understands you. And I said, no. I said, it's me. I said, he's three years old. Mm-hmm. I'm the grown-up in this picture. Mm-hmm. I have to understand him. Right. I said, this energy in this interaction that you see is because I took the time to understand what his needs were. Mm -hmm. And we go back to that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When people's basic needs are met, then they function on the next higher level. When that next need is met, then they function on that next higher level. And when, so when people's needs are being met, then we all operate on a different and higher level and frequency. So I think that's important if, when we try to ask ourselves, how can we make a difference? Let's, you know, focusing on those needs, where does the, you know, the why behind the what, Mm -hmm. you know, we already know what the problem is.
0: Yes, we do. So
1: Why, you know, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, um, so I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think some of the small businesses just need to address, like, how are they operating in in these communities that um, a group of looters would target them versus not the three businesses in a row that are next to them. I think we all need to focus on a on an independent level, small business level, on a large business level, on constantly giving back to the community, creating opportunities, um, and and and, and seeing where the needs need to be met. Education, health care, um, the the disparity in the justice system. I mean, um, in this situation here. We need to see that the justice system is there for us too. yeah. Um, you asked me earlier about what makes it different in this situation than a situation where a white man gets killed by a, a police officer. Mm, well, said... very few white men are getting killed by cops mm. and and again, <laughs> I, I'm just like I said earlier, let's not group everybody as a whole there are some amazing police officers out there. I am friends in that relationships with them and and I have the greatest respect for law enforcement. I I just ran around to several police stations doing thank you for your service with pizzas and and gift bags. Right. And and um you know what I mean you do, But yeah. there's a small small fraction that tarnish the badge. That need to be addressed. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, when a nation watches repeatedly uh, a white man walk into a school and shoot up dozens of people and be captured alive, and then the same nation watches a police officer murder a, a, a black man, the two scenarios are so very different. It's, a, it, 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 it's mind-boggling
0: that the, they just videotaped it. Like you're videotaping this man dying. I I can't imagine what must go through that person who is videotaping his mind. A young and, black girl. Right. To not, to be afraid to address it. Because me as a white female, mm-hmm. I'd have knocked him off of him and, and and taken the repercussions. I would have went to jail because I pushed a police no. officer, but I would have done it to save his life where this black girl had to be standing there in fear for her own life that she couldn't get
1: involved. Because, because of because other w- police officers yeah. who were also watching watching, and, and, and defending and protecting Exactly. the The murderer. Yes, sir. Yes, so, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know, and then she could have been the next one on the ground with a exactly. police officer with his knee in her neck, right? You know, and and that has happened too. Hundred um, percent.
0: Yeah, and it, that's the thing that saddens me the most is that that feeling belong or, or belongs not belongs, but, but it, it sits in people the powerlessness,
1: powerlessness.
0: Mm-hmm. the the fear, the anger. The, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't imagine, honestly, I just cannot because I am not a black woman. I am a white woman and I don't have to feel what you feel. Exactly. And, and I, I, I want to do my best to know and understand and try to get a grasp on what is happening. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've had to deal with that you continue to deal with and who you've become in spite of it. Thank and you. I, how would you like to leave our last words? How would you like to encourage other young Black women, uh, Black men, Black boys, um, how would you like to encourage them to rise up and, and, and uh, take a stand for their own individual lives, not as a whole or not, not necessarily for Georgia's family or for justice, but as to rise up on their own as an individual, what would you say to that boy or that man or woman? Well, or girl?
1: I, I, we've been doing that. We've been yeah. in our communities. We've been in the trenches in our communities, including me. I, I mean, I've facilitated so many youth groups in our communities. I, I think what needs to happen here is the rest of the world needs to commit to doing that too. What does that look like? What does that look like? Is that there's more direct engagement in the community um, from businesses like Macy's, Target, um, the 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 Halal Market, or you know the just individuals in general? It's it's just about I think maybe even just the smallest seed planted, the smallest effort made can bloom into something really big. And we all need to be part of that bouquet and, and just bloom, help the community bloom um, by just addressing what that community needs.
0: Is there a way, um, do you feel that you were, you know, people came in and supported you and therefore you were able to come out of that community? Or did you feel that you did that on your own?
1: It's a little bit of both. And okay. it's mostly a, a, a grace from God. You know, and um, I didn't do it all on my own. Um, I was given some opportunities. I looked for the opportunities. And, um, you know, as as much as I have gotten where I've gotten, um, some people don't even have the wherewithal or the resource to even think that way. Yeah. And so it's, again, education, um, just being part of mentorship, you know, a lot of these, um, businesses are doing construction all over the hood, you know, renovating houses. How many of those business owners have gone into the hood and just, you know, Hey, um, you want to make a hundred dollars today and I'll teach you a trade, mm-hmm. you know, how many, um, of those businesses that are operating right in those communities have offered to actually just be present to make a difference in, 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 on, on a level like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, you go down Clinton Avenue, there's all kinds of, you know, homes going up apartments, you know, for, for the community to rent and support someone else's business. But do those businesses come back and say, hey, we know we're going to be building houses here. I need 20 young black men, you know, to come learn a trade while we build. I mean, just just ideas like that. I I mean, come on. We're intelligent people. You know, there's so many ways that we can give back and really and, and, and be fruitful even in our own endeavors by giving back. I love that. I really love that. That's a great and, idea. And, and, and I just need to say one more thing, too. Yeah. It's one thing, too, to understand what's going on. Um, but when you truly stand by someone's side, um, I used to be the smallest thing in the playground. Yeah. And um, I, I disliked bullies. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And I wound up being a bully of the bulliers. That, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. And so because I hated seeing people get picked on. Yeah. So I stood up for that person. And I think this is what society finally needs to do. Otherwise, this is just going to be a revolving door that we just keep seeing. It continues. Exactly. And so, that's why people are frustrated and explode. Right.
0: Well, I... I am so appreciative that you came and you talked to me today um i can't tell you i as an empath as i told you earlier mm. i i wear it i carry it in me um, heavy that's it's very heavy mm-hmm. and emotional mm-hmm. and it was a struggle for me yesterday and it's ridiculous i sound like i'm listening to myself now going really you were struggling <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> And I understand how uh, petty that sounds. But at the same time, it's like I carry all the emotions of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so talking to you today, having Ebony call me to the carpet um, and try to have a better understanding and um, a little bit less ignorance of the situation. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you coming today and talking just with me before we even got on to talk to the rest of the people. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you are a a beautiful example of what a black woman can be. And I encourage any woman, uh, I, I encourage any woman, any man, black or white to be encouraged today. I want this to go out as a message of encouragement of enlightenment so that we can move forward from this and not have it be the old normal,
1: have our new normal be a better normal. Right. And, and and with that being said, our new normal, even just because of COVID is going to be very different. Right. And now we have to throw this on the pot too. Yeah. So we as a nation, have a lot of healing to do, yeah, we do, and and I think this is a great opportunity for us all to do it together. I
0: like it. Let's do that. Well, thank you so much. You're I really appreciate thank you coming you for and having with us. And thank you. Um, I hope to have you back again. Maybe Yay. we can talk about better, more positive things. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing your your positive identity with our community thank here you. on Positive Identity. Thank so you. We
1: it's been an honor and a pleasure, Julie. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Positive Identity. If you would like to continue to seek your missing puzzle piece, simply subscribe to this channel. If you'd like a free consultation about my coaching and accountability program, you can forward me your information through my real estate website at jazzteam.kw.com. That's J-A-Z-Z edteam.kw.com Be sure to leave a comment. I love your feedback. Until next time, here's to your success.